Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims. Killed even more. And plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them. And that he was also a necrophiliac. <laughs> You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your hosts, Maddie Matt, Todd Fox, and Gabby Gab. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of the Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, along with our narrator for today, our special guest, Jeffrey Howe, and the other host of the show, Todd Fox. And today we are going to be without Mrs. Gabby. She is um, ill with COVID, and so we hope she gets well, well soon. Um, so it's just going to be us guys today. But before we get started with the part two of the Green River Killer, let's let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on Grinding True Crime. Just look us up on Facebook and Instagram and type in the Grinding True Crime. If you want to listen to us on your uh, podcast show, you can find us on iTunes. Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, and Pandora. And for those listening to us outside of the country, you can find us on Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, and I'm sorry, Podchaser. Yeah. Podchaser. And for those who want to buy some merchandise, you can go to redbubble.com, type in TopBox80, and of course, give us a five-star rating when you listen to us. Did I leave anything else out, Todd? You got it all. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, let's give our attention to Mr. Jeff and to give us part two of of his podcast. There's been 16 bodies missing, reported missing, and only six have been found. As we get into 1983, uh, a lot of his killing was uh, basically done in 1983. Uh, Just to go over one other thing that I might have missed in the first episode. In 1980, Gary Ridgway was arrested, but the charges were dropped for uh, he assaulted a prostitute. Now, whether they were dropped because she was a prostitute and she was also uh gonna be in trouble we don't really know um but there were no charges filed and he was basically uh released probably the same day um as we get into 1983 um that's the year that he actually does become a suspect um in 1982 he also was uh stopped and questioned by police with a known prostitute in his truck Mm. um he was not arrested for that um um and then later on here in 1983 that same prostitute um becomes one of his victims and is reported missing and her body is still not found. So we'll get into that. Um, So basically 1983, um, I think I left off part one with Wendy Stevens. Uh, This is known to be uh, his youngest victim. Uh, She went, she disappeared in the spring of 83 and her body's not found till 1984. Yeah. Um, Oh, dang. Here we go down the list. Uh, we have an Alma Smith, 18. She goes missing in 83, and she's not found till 1984 in the Auburn, Washington area. Uh, Dolores Williams, 17, goes missing March 8, 1983. She's not found till March 31st, 1984 in the Auburn area. Uh, Gail, Gail Matthews, 23, she goes missing April 10th, 1983. She's found September 18th, 1983. So 
few months later in the Auburn area as well. Now, a lot of these victims too, he takes them home or he goes right to a secluded place, strangles them and dumps their body either in that same place where he's already at or, you know, around the same area. A lot of these bodies, when they do, when they are found are found, you know, within yards of each other. He just kind of dumps them in clusters and authorities or whoever stumbled upon these bodies. And once they comb the area, they discover, you know, oh, here's another one pretty close by. So he kind of knows where he's putting them and it's kind of, kind of crazy. Now his neighbors never saw anything or said anything. Like they didn't notice him taking women inside and then not coming out with them or him just coming yeah, out. That's what I'm saying. I know. That's what I'm saying too, is like how many people is he bringing home, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. At, what, and at what time? Um, I don't, it, you know, if I, if I look correctly, like I didn't see anything about his neighbor saying shit the whole time. So yeah, that's crazy because usually everybody has one Karen on their street or one nosy. God dang right. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there, there's always someone like, Hey, your trash cans are on the street for a little too long. You know? So, I mean, like you would think someone would see a, you know, suspicious behavior at some point. Trash yeah. Cans <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, it, and it doesn't like really say like how his relationship was with his neighbors. Like he could have been the type of dude that like tells us or, you know, talks to his neighbors, nice dude, works nights, you know, cause he works at the Kenworth plant. So I believe he works nights too. Oh, so okay. he might, he might be picking up these people, you know, getting off work a little early to cut out, you know, or whatever. And, you know, who knows getting out. And then they just think that, oh, you know, he's at work or I don't really know. But you would think, yeah, you would think, man, that as much as, you know, and it makes you wonder, like, how many does he really bring home? True, true. Because at this point, he's just picking up so many women and offing them that you're already losing count. So how many, how many is he taking home and how many is he like, is he choking them out in parking lots and, you know, or in secluded areas? So it doesn't really, you know, say how many he took home, but I think a majority he did, Mm -hmm. you know, anyways, moving on, we got a Andrea Childers, 19. She goes disappeared, uh, April 14th, 1983. She's not found till October 11th, 1989 in the Des Moines area. We got a Sandra Gabbert, 17. She goes missing April 17th, 1983. She's found April 1st, 1984 in the Auburn area. Okay. Got a Kimmy Pister, 16. April 17th, 1983. Found December 15th, 1983 in the Auburn area. And then here's one. Uh, I may have mentioned this one in the in the first part, uh, but this is kind of where he becomes like his a suspect. He actually gets questioned on this one. Uh, Marie Malvar, 18. She disappears April 30th, 1983. She's found September 26th, 2003. So a long time later. Wow. Her body, yeah, her body's found. I wonder, um, what did she float down river and get stuck in some stuff and just get buried with, you know, either the trash in the river or the, um, the swamp area or cause that, that's, that's an awful long time before you find somebody. It is a very awful long time. And you know what? I, I saw the, uh, the sentencing for that because when they finally found her, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they had to bring him back into court to sentence him. Because they charged him with that, and he pleaded guilty to that one. Oh, okay. Because um, of just the timeline of the uh, of all these killings, they linked him. Um, anyways, her family was in court, and like he, uh, you know, he kind of apologized, and they just, you know, they 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 let him hear it, man. They they didn't want to hear that. They were just like, "You're a sick bastard," or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You can look at the court uh, footage of that one. It's pretty, uh, pretty intense. The family's. Oh, I gotta post the uh, the link on that. That's Malvern, you said. Uh, Marie Malvar, 
Malvar. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll post yeah. that on the you know, on our page. Yeah, the court sentencing for that one. Uh, Ridgeway comes in and he kind of issues a apology, but you know he's there's no emotion on that dude, and the family's just like, you know, f you, like <laughs> you know, whatever. But anyway, I mean, what would you do? Not to cut you off, Jeff, but what would you do in that situation if you're the family of the victim and the 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 idiot person is there in court and has no emotions? Like, wouldn't that piss you off? Want to just reach over and just choke them? Well, yeah, of course, you know, but uh, I mean, I'd have to be there, you know. I don't know, and I don't know what kind of person I would be at the moment, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people have out of body experiences it, in those situations. You think about it this way. She's been missing for years, 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 years. And yeah, she finally gets true. found. She finally gets found in 2003 and she's missing Holy since 1983. So, yeah, years. I mean, you'd be hella more pissed, I think, you know, exactly. You're missing your family member for 20 years. You know what I mean? And she has yeah. never been found. So the anger is going to be there even more intense than it would be mm-hmm. if was found one or two days later at least you can be at peace you know yeah yeah and they probably having to relive it because they describe what he did to her yeah so i mean you have that you have that piece of trash in your sight i mean now i see why you watch those on uh court tv where they jump the the rails and get into you know start punching the guy if they can you see yeah (laughs) it's like man yeah yeah that's that's sad for the family of the victim. Yep. So this is, you know, I kind of mentioned this in the first episode, but I should have waited till uh, this one. So yeah. in the spring of 1983, Marie Malvar's boyfriend has seen her getting into a truck with a dark haired man. Um, it was a paint patched pickup truck. You know, it's kind of one of a kind truck, you know, it was. Um, basically you know uh they found the truck they they uh i think her boyfriend actually they went looking for her and they had mm-hmm. passed by ridgeway's house and noticed hey that's that truck that she got into and they told police hey man I, can you go to this guy's house you know that's the truck that we saw her get into and can you go ask that man what you know what happened to marie or whatever so anyways, the cops ended up going to his house and questioning Ridgeway about it. And he denied everything and whatever. Um, in 2003, Ridgeway told investigators that he stood up against a fence and was uh, talking to officers about that. And he uh, concealed scratches on his arm by uh, telling the investigators that he uh, he had battery acid Um he had burnt. He had wow. burned the. He had burned the scratches with battery acid to disguise them. Ooh. And I'm guessing he did that because mm. he worked. Uh, he, I'm guessing he did that because he worked at the truck plant, the Kenworth plant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know he was just like, well, I work at the Kenworth plant. You know, I get, I got corrosive on me or whatever. I burned my arms, you know, just to cover up the fact that you know he didn't have anything to do with her disappearance or anything. Yeah, so anyways, you know, no charges are filed. There's really no, there's no evidence there. You know, they can't really do anything. You know, they didn't find anybody. They, they questioned them. They didn't bring them in. They didn't arrest them. But uh, sure enough, you know, 2003, way later, you know, he becomes a victim. Uh, she becomes an actual victim. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's years later, you know what I mean? But anyway, she's missing that whole time. But uh, moving on, we had a Carol Christensen, 21. She disappears May 3rd, 1983. And she's just found actually days later, May 8th, 1983. Jeez. Mm. So I don't know, wow. you know, and, and some of the, you know, some of the cases I'm sure like uh, hikers or someone, you know, stumbles across this person, like a dead body, you know what I mean? Like in some of the in some of the cases where uh, some of the bodies are found sooner than later, you know, it's probably a well uh, walked area or like you know, uh, maybe more populated. 
you know, kids playing out in the yard or something or out in a field and they stumble ac across a dead body or, uh, you know, joggers or whatever. But, uh, yeah. 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 Cause some of the areas of that river are either close to population or they're just out in the boonies. So it just depends mm -hmm. on if he threw the body in an area where it was secluded or it floated down the river to a secluded area. Maybe that's why it wasn't found as fast or, you know, maybe some of these parents are like, hey, uh, go play over there by the river and see if, let me know if you find any dead bodies. And if they come back and you haven't found one, it's like, did you find any dead bodies? No. Shucks. Try again tomorrow. You know, it's one of those. But Yeah, well, this one's actually found in like Maple Valley. So it's kind of a little bit further north of Kent. Oh, okay. But uh, a little bit more uh, secluded. But uh, Tina Authorly, 18, she disappears May 22nd, 1983. She's found November 14th, 1984 in the Unumclaw area. Uh, oh, just, she, oh, go I ahead. Gonna, I was just going to say just real quick, all the all the people and all the women that you're you're uh, bringing up, uh, one thing you're noticing if you if listened to part one as well, these are all different races, so they can't hone in on one you know they can't see a pattern here other than mm -hmm. other than what uh, jeff described in episode one which was mainly prostitutes and runaways there is no real link to any of these women yeah, yeah yeah and yeah and they are different races i mean some of them are black some of them are white um but they're all young you know asian and yeah. indigenous all that yeah young so, and yeah, petite yeah you can't say it's like a white power dude or like you yep. know it's kind of yeah um yeah cheryl wims 18 may 23rd 1983 disappearance and she's found march 22nd 1984 yvonne Man, he is just giving these women yeah it's a lot yvonne antosh 19 she disappears may 31st 1983 she's found october 15th 1983 in that Maple Valley area. So again, um, just when I say the area, different areas, like Maple Valley is kind of like a smaller, uh, I mean, it's big, but it's kind of small too. So, and I'm, I'm assuming, and I'm just kind of going by his, uh, when I look at the map, like you can bring that up too. You can look at a map of where they found bodies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty close together. Like, so if one person finds a body, oh, you know, they already got people out there combing the area, you know, kind of yeah. either the community's doing it vigilante style, like, oh, I'm going to go look around and, you know, all of a sudden these bodies just start popping up. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the task force as well. So it's not like, uh, because the task force is formed in uh, 83 as well. I don't know if I touched on that. Yeah, you touched on that it, part one. <laughs> yeah, so the detectives and stuff. So once they find a body, they already got the police out there combing that area. So when I said the two Maple Valley ones, you know that once they found the first one, you already got mm -hmm. detectives and police combing that area to find, you know, obviously more bodies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, a Carrie Ann Roy, uh, Carrie Ann Royce, fifteen. She disappears May thirty first, nineteen eighty three. Jeez. Uh, she's found March tenth, nineteen eighty five, in the Auburn area. Got a Constance Naon, uh, nineteen. She disappears June eighth, nineteen eighty three. Uh, found October twenty seventh, nineteen eighty three, in the Des Moines area. Uh, got a Kelly Ware, 22 years old. She disappears July 18th, 1983. Found October 29th, 1983 in the Des Moines area. So just two days later, probably in the same area where he dumped both of those bodies. Jeez. Hmm. He's kind of making a habit. He's dumping these bodies where, you know, where he knows he's comfortable. Oh, I can, I can just get rid of this one right here. And I can just get rid of this one right here and, you know, whatnot. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think almost, you know, it almost makes you wonder, like, is his conscience now affecting him? Is he getting paranoid? 
because all mm-hmm. you know he's kind of dumping the bodies in the same areas mm-hmm. but you know he kind of had he kind of has to be uh aware of what's going on um as far as when they're being found you would think that he watches the news because at this time it's all over the place you know oh, um, it's, it's gotta be dude it's gotta be because i think was wasn't it nationwide at this time yeah, but you know, even though they're prostitutes and runaways, mm-hmm. at this time, this is so many people going missing, you know, in the state of Washington. Um, this is all over, and you know that he has to be. Uh, he's he's a thrill killer, so he's doing it for the thrill at this point. He's basically doing it until he gets caught, and I don't think he has any like. Um thought of when that'll happen it's not like he's thinking oh i'm gonna get caught he's still being very uh he's being careful about it but at the same time you know he's just a sick individual that's not gonna stop until he's caught right yeah because i mean he's got the worst of both worlds he's a, a sexual sadist and a um thrill killer like you said um, my thing is it, all these teenagers dying, you know, and, and, you know, 15, 16 year olds, you've gone through them and, you know, 19 year olds, like I have two daughters around those ages and, you know, well, they're older now, they're 18 or, or, or above now. But, but at that time, like if I'm in the Washington area and that stuff's going on and the, the cops got a task force and they're nowhere close to getting the guy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that Samuel L. Jackson movie, um, Black Snake Moan, where he has that woman on the chain. I, I'm I'm sorry. It sounds wrong, but I'd oh, have my yeah, girl, yeah, yeah. I'd have my girls on a chain because I wouldn't let them go anywhere. I'm just saying, dude, yeah. for, their, for their protection. Locked up. Yeah, they ain't going nowhere, dude. Call them yeah. Akon. Yeah, they're getting homeschooled too. Yeah, you you better hope. Yeah, there's COVID out there. You're staying home. <laughs> they're all in 1983. What's COVID? Just trust me. It's there. <laughs> just trust me on this one. You just stay it home. Comes in, it comes in a male form with a freaky mustache. Exactly. <laughs> Man, it, 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 you know what? But it baffles me that, you know, the police, the task force, nobody could catch this guy. And, you know, he's he's clearly targeting around the same area. Like, couldn't you have a stakeout? Like, well, you know, at the, at the, in the in the background, Matt, like to just to touch up on that, the task forces, they actually are like busting their ass trying to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's, you know, when they with this Marie Malvar thing, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of know, dude, it's got to be that dude. It's got to be Ridgeway. And they're on it, man. They they really are onto this guy. They just cannot okay. pin. They cannot pin him. They're trying to catch him in the act. They're trying to do stings. You know, they're and just for some reason, they're not able to they're not able to get them in the act. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to catch them, catch you know, them in the act. And I mean, that's already two uh, two uh, instances where mm. he's picked up a prostitute, you know, on mm-hmm. record, you know, mm-hmm. well, well, three, three, if you think about it, the first one that no charges were filed. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then the the uh, the Kelly McGinnis one, which I which I uh, stated, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, that I will state. I'll get into that. Um, the Marie Malvar. So two two cases so far, but uh, there will be three in 1983, where they kind of okay. were like, you know, what are the odds? You know, this guy's been caught with three prostitutes. And all these prostitutes are missing. This guy's got to be our dude, you know. Yeah. You would think you would think that sooner than later they could have stopped so many damn murders, you know. Yeah, yeah. But just due to what lack of evidence, because there's no real way to catch him. He's not leaving. You know, it's not like he's leaving critical evidence behind. He's not stabbing these people. He's just choking them. He's strangling, yeah. so he's not leaving blood. There's no, you know, uh, there's whatever. No, there's no smoking gun or a knife or, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's very hard to get a, uh, you know, strangle, you know, anything on strangling unless there's been rare, and I'm talking rare, 
um, exceptions when someone's actually choked someone so hard that they actually leave like and again this was 83 so you're not able to get those very trace evidence but there some have left fingerprints due to bruising yeah. to where they're able to pick it up before Dang. it dissipates but that's uh -huh. like you gotta right be choking somebody really hard to leave a fingerprint good and lord you, and you also got to get that very fast like so these bodies being found days later weeks later months later they're not going to have that yeah so, yeah, yeah so he gets away with it another thing i should state too is uh where at, whenever he's dumping these bodies too, he's littering the sites with like cigarette butts and beer cans and stuff like that. He doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink, but he's leaving that stuff just as an extra like, you know, I didn't do that. I don't even smoke or drink. He kind of makes it seem like, you know, these it kids were out partying out in the woods or something and, mm -hmm. you know, one person took it too far or something, you know. He's, that's what he's thinking in his mind when he's doing this. But very clever of him yeah well he yeah, yeah uh tina thompson 21 she disappears july 25th 1983 found april 20th 1984 that's in the north bend area there's a april buttram 16 august 18th 1983 found august 30th 2003 so another one that found way way later 20 years later yeah 20 years later man jeez uh yeah up in north bend uh debbie abernathy 26 she disappears september 5th 1983 she's found march 31st 1984 in unamclaw have a tracy winston 19 she disappears september 12th 1983 and found March 27th, 1986 in the Kent area. Maureen Feeney, 19. She disappears September 28th, 1983. She's found May 2nd, 1986 in the North Bend area. Have a Mary Sue Bello, 25. Disappears October 11th, 1983. She's found October 12th, 1984 in the Unum area. Pammy Avent, 15, October 26th, 1983. She's found August 16th, 2003. Another one way later in the Unum Claw area. Uh, Delise Plager, 22. It might be Denise. I might have spelled that wrong. Um, <laughs> October 30th, 1983, found October 4th, or found October 14th, 1984, North Bend. Uh, Kimberly Nelson disappears November 1st, 1983, found June 14th, 1986. Just going to say to the normal person right now listening to, it could be like, you're you're reading from today's obituary in the paper you know what i mean from from all over missing cases or bodies being found because that's kind of what it sounds if you were to have the missing bodies or or people that have been found in a nation or in a week or something like that but you're reading them from one case and it yeah. seems mm -hmm. like it's just going on and on because like you said he's prolific and and, and they can't pin anything on him and yeah man it just keeps going yeah. It's disgusting, man. Yep. It's it's so weird. Uh, by the way, the Denise Plager and the Kimberly Nelson, they were found the same day, June 14th, 1986, in the North Bend area. So he dumped both of them. They disappeared different days, but he dumped both of them in the same vicinity. So whether the task force found them, I'm sure they did, uh, just combing that area, um, they were found the same day. Okay. Um, wow. And then Elisa Yates, 19, December 23rd, 1983. She's found March 13th, 1984 in the North Bend area. So by the end of night, oh, and then one more. Hold on one second. Now with this one, it's kind of weird because uh, the Kelly McGinnis, this is the one uh, where he was caught in the car with her 
1982. However, she doesn't get reported missing till June 28, 1983. Wow. Um, her body has not been found yet. So it's it's, it's a it's a possible victim of his. And it pro it most likely is because uh I think I mentioned in episode one that there is another victim of his and I can't remember her name. Uh but he said that they looked a lot alike. And he led authorities actually to uh a body that was found um that he thought was Kelly McGinnis, but it was the other one that looked just like her. Mm. So to this day, to this day, he uh he confused them often. So he had probably gotten these prostitutes at least three or four different times. Um mm. Who knows how many times, but he did say that they looked alike and that he confused them. And uh, her body has still not been found, the Kelly McGinnis one. So at this point, at the end of 1983, his last victim <coughs> in 1983 was Lisa Yates. Uh, at the end of this, we only have 15 bodies that have been found. Um, that means there's 26 victims still missing so from 82 to 80 to the end of 83 only 15 bodies have been found and 26 are still missing damn are you serious so 26 plus 15 that's how many so that's 41 people, that's how many people he's killed in the two year span 41 people in two years Yep. Yeah. And they all haven't been and they all haven't been found. So it's not like, you know, they start they do start finding them. You know, obviously I I gave the dates on when they were found, but uh some of them aren't found found for a long time, man. There's there's a few 2003s in there. Yeah, he's averaging almost 2 a month. For real. Yeah. I mean, and some in in some of the if you listen to the dates, I think I think there's a couple cases maybe just one case where he picks them up the same day. Um, yeah. So probably takes them home for a threesome, kills them both. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But, uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, you know, because it doesn't say like that he beats them. He just chokes them out. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, he's bludgeoning them or anything. It's not leaving a mess. It's not a messy crime scene or any crime scene at, for that matter. He's just dumping bodies. But uh, I should also say, too, that uh, he uh, I did mention that he goes back and has sex with some of them. Um, and in some cases, gross. in some cases, he moves the bodies around. And uh, I think they found like a skull and organ. Now, the thing is, is like, it has to be like, uh, skeletal at that point because, uh, it doesn't say that like he, uh, chops off limbs from these bodies, you know, I think he lets them rot and then he'll move them to throw off authorities. He'll move the body part once they're skeletal. Jeez. So I don't think, I don't think he ever like, you know, hacked anybody up. Like I think Ted, Ted Bundy did that um, in a few cases. Master man. Yeah, I was the thing about Ted Bundy too. He did some unorthodox stuff, even to this day, of you know killing women in different scenarios and different ways, mutilation, everything. Yeah, like you said with Gary, like that's like probably the most that he did was move some decaying body parts. But even then, it takes a sick, you know, what to do that. Um, and not only that, but the necrophilia, I mean, just the whole, mm -hmm. the whole thing of like the sexual gratification and sadism, because you know that there are people out there that like to be choked when they have sex, not to the yeah. extent of losing consciousness, but, but some do. So it's, it's kind it's, it's kind of weird, but this guy takes it to the stream. Cause like, I guess in those cases, you obviously, if you see the guy, the guy or the girl pass out or their eyes roll back, you let go but he's broken mm -hmm. out because he wants that last breath gone and that's i don't know man that's probably it's it's sick to think about you know what i mean like it's crazy 
Yeah. So uh, I'll go ahead and uh, wrap up with a couple more. This is 1984 now. Um, and then I'll finish up. Uh, 1984. We only have a couple, actually. Okay. Okay. Like I said, 1983 was the big one. And then also, there's some other ones that I'll get into in the last part, which we'll do tomorrow evening. Uh, Mary okay. West, Mary West, 16. She disappears February 6, 1984. She's found September 8, 1985. And then there's a Cindy Smith, 17. She disappears March 21st, 1984. And she's found June 27th, 1987. So at the end of so at the end of eighty four now, they have now found twenty eight bodies. Damn. Wow! And that leaves thirteen missing. So wow. they cut it in they cut it in half in a year. You know, they out of the twenty six that were missing, they cut it in half. So they 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 found more bodies, but they're still missing thirteen missing women. Jeez. Jeez. Um, also, also in 1984, uh, since Ridgway was a person of interest, he's been the person of interest, and they're kind of onto him. Uh, I guess they set up a sting, and uh, he picked up an undercover agent, like a undercover prostitute. So they oh, take wow. him in. They take him in, and uh, he uh, passes lie detector test. Um, he denied killing anybody and he was released. So he did pass a polygraph in in May of 1984. Wow. See, I know, I know those polygraphs, they, they say, okay, you know, they are, you, they're not admissible in court, but they can just mm-hmm. try to use that against you in an interrogation setting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but there are people that are stone cold and they know how to, they know how to, uh, beat that test. So yeah, that is true. Yeah. And that, that's what, obviously, that's what happened in that case, you know, but they're on to them and they, they pretty much know, hey, this is our guy. We got to freaking, uh, we got to catch this guy, you know, this is getting out of hand, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this, this killing needs to stop or people need to be found or wherever you know Absolutely. at this point at, at this point the ones that are missing still are presumed mm-hmm. dead there's no way that you know they're finding all these bodies you know there's no way that these people are still alive at the end of 84 there was 28 bodies found and 13 missing damn so yeah. in 1985 gary ridgeway actually uh seems to slow down he actually meets uh a new woman and ends up getting married um he's he he dates a judith he he dates a judith lorraine lynch and they get married in 1988 so uh yeah so three three years later they end up getting married um of the 49 known victims, I think he's only he only killed three, um, you know, since uh, the end of 84. Um, there might be more, but because uh, they're uh, not, not found or no real evidence, because there is some other ones, but uh, they're saying about three. Um, oh, wow. The only thing that the new wife noticed that was weird is she, 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 for one, she stated that she's never, she never watched the news and stuff. So she didn't really have any kind of, uh, suspicion that he, uh, was the Green River killer, nothing like that. She just noticed, like, you know, towards the end when he did get apprehended that, uh, that he didn't have any carpet in the house. And it was just that he would leave real early to go to work in the morning and stuff like that. But, as far as their marriage, uh, it was, it seemed like it was a fine marriage. Um, she doesn't say that she was abused or anything like that. Um, so, you think he uh, got that stuff out of his system? Well, I, I'm not real sure about that. Um, 
just all of a sudden the uh, light switch went off. I don't, I don't really know. Mm. That is um, crazy. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, I mean, uh, bodies are slowly being found and stuff like that, you know, here and there, but the killings kind of stop. Okay. So, um, okay. At this point, I mean, the only one uh, other than, you know, uh, there's a Patricia Barzak, 19. She disappeared October 17th, 1986, and she wasn't found until 1993. Um, and then at the end of 1986, uh, 37 bodies were found and seven still missing. Yeah. But they're still they'll, they're still finding. Um, of those uh, 37, one identified uh, Jane Doe was found, and I still don't think they know who that is. But uh, um, wow. So from 87 now to 2001, uh, Roberta Hayes, she's 21. She goes missing February 7th, 1987. She was found in 1991. Um, Marta Reeves, 36, March 5th, 1990. Uh, She was found September 20th, 1990. And Patricia Yellow Robe, 38. She disappears January 1998, and she's found August 6, 1998. And then another Jane Doe is found in 2003. So in those years of 87 to 2001, mm-hmm. there's there's a list of those victims. However, Ridgeway's chart, I think Ridgeway... Uh, Kind of went off his path, right? I mean, a couple of them are older. I mentioned one that's 36 and 38. And I believe that in, in, uh, there's another one too that's 35 that he denies, uh, murdering because those are the, they're older and he wasn't into that. So, um, you think he did it though? I think he pleaded guilty to that. Yeah, he did plead guilty to the ones I mentioned. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what happened as far as his uh, his mo and why he, you know, maybe uh, I don't really know. It, um, may, it may have just been the hunt in or, or opportunity instead of the hunt. You know. If the, yeah, if you, probably yeah. so. You know, easy target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they still probably might have been prostitutes, and um, I guess they get older eventually. <laughs> maybe they're not, all, maybe. they're not all young. They're not all young anymore. <laughs> maybe that well, was the best they he had to grab from at the time. You know? Yeah, because he got older himself. So maybe the young ones are yeah. like. That guy's kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're right. You know, you're probably right there, Jeff. You know, I don't know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, since 1987, those are the last three known victims. Okay. I mean, this guy, you know, whatever, he ends up like saying that he killed up to 70 people. So, you know, during that time, you know, who knows? It's kind of, it's kind of spotty, you know? Um, in, uh, 1986, the, uh, detectives actually start talking to, uh, Ted Bundy. Are you Um, serious? Yeah, they actually go to him for, like, advice and, uh, kind of ask him, you know, hey, what's, what do you think this guy's up to, you know, or, you know, um... Uh, Ted Bundy basically says that he actually uh, thinks that he's committing cannibalism so that they should uh, stake out some of the areas where he's dumping the bodies. Uh, Ted Bundy's told investigators that. That's actually smart because he did go back and have sex with them. So he wasn't right on the cannibalism, but maybe they would have caught him if he stuck by, you know, if they didn't, if they found a body but didn't really remove it. 
maybe he would have came back and they would have got him that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then since uh, since 87, uh, 12 more bodies have been found as well. Um, I think the latest being in, like, 2010. Mm-hmm. So there's probably still more out there and, and whatnot. Um, so April 8th, 1987, search warrant for Gary Ridgway's house was conducted um, because of him being the last person seen with a couple of the victims. Um, they searched his home and uh, they uh, got him to provide a saliva sample in 1987 um but you know he was released um other because there was lack of evidence um and uh yeah i mean nothing happened they did get the dna but other than that they couldn't pin anything on him they didn't find anything else in the house um so uh yeah and wow. finally, in March 2001, they get that DNA tested, and uh, they uh, it's it belongs to him. So November 30th, 2001, they arrest Gary Ridgway. Jeez. Finally. So 14 years since they did the search warrant and they're finally able to put him behind bars. I mean, that's like the birth of DNA was like, I think early nineties, but it was, it was very infantile and they needed a lot of it. And then it slowly got to where they could use the stuff that Gary Ridgway left them in 2001. So yikes, man, what a long, um, the task force was at it for how many years? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. You know, since since eighty three, over twenty. No, just about at twenty eighteen. No, years. just about yeah eighteen years. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think I think it actually still, it still exists. Um. Because there's missing people still. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think, you're right. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think if you look it up, um. And he's still alive too. So I mean, he he's uh, anyways. Uh, I'll get into that. But, uh... <laughs> your line, your line's messed up, Matt. Oh, okay. There you go. I know I'm all jumping to the gun. I'm like, oh, what? What? <laughs> so uh, I'll go through this last list of. Uh, well, I'll go through his sentencing and whatnot. Um, so uh november 5th 2003 he accepts a plea deal um to avoid the death penalty um basically what uh basically what he does is he helps investigators he leads them to locations of uh the bodies and gives them details of the murders and stuff like that to avoid the death penalty um he he ends up pleading guilty to 48, 48 of the murders. Um, in interviews, he said he's killed so many that he's lost count. Um, he has a hard time keeping them straight. Um, that he killed most of his victims in the house or in the truck and just dumped the bodies. Um, a lot of the cases, he doesn't even know their names. Um, you know, it was just basically a prostitute, and he just killed them. Um, I know that uh, killed at least two victims while his son was with him. So, uh, what? Whether or not, yeah, whether or not he left his son in the truck while son was taking the nap, or uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I know his son was with him. It's finally uh, December 18th, 2003, uh, 48, 48 life se- sentences, no possibility of parole, and he's currently jailed in Walla Walla Prison in Washington State, which is 
just north of Oregon, but it's in west it's in western Washington, but just a little north of uh, Oregon. Do you know oh, if he's a, do you know if he's in protective custody? Uh, he's you know what? Be, I, man. I, yeah, he's got. I think he is, but you know what? Uh, I want to say I read something where he wasn't for a while that he didn't like that, and he just wanted to be in regular. But I don't. Th- I don't. I think maybe that's changed. Uh, <clears throat> because we do know from one that Gabby did of Jeffrey Dahmer, he was in protective custody because of who he killed and everything, and. And he actually wanted to die, so he went into general general pop population. So, um, you know, maybe Gary tried to do the same thing and have someone handle him. But I last I heard, I think I did hear he was in protective custody because, I mean, killing that many underage girls. I mean, there's a lot of guys that want to put hands on him. I was just saying, you know, them prison rules, man. So you you definitely right about that. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, basically, you know, during that sentencing, you know, he didn't really show any emotion. Um, You can you can look at different uh, sentencing videos and stuff, and he's kind of just a stone cold face. You know, it doesn't really doesn't really do much. I think in one of the in one of the uh, one of the parents speaks, he kind of does kind of break up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but not too much. Uh, that's on camera too. It almost brings it almost brings them to tears, but it's almost like uh, not so much. Uh, so the uh, basically in interviews, he uh, interviews at, interviewers had asked him, you know, how he rank how he rates himself as the killer, and he bas- he basically says, "Oh, he thinks he's the best one." He said if he were to if he were to rate wow. himself he he thinks he's that he's the best and that at 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 one point he was just trying to rack up numbers basically jeez he was just going for it like he kind of lost count and he just <clears throat> rated himself as the best one um, wow i yeah. think he would have been had he not left so much dna but back then i think people weren't thinking of that you know mm-hmm. uh that's that's the same thing that stopped the golden state killer like he was friends with cops you know being an ex-cop and he found out that dna was getting was was getting there and if you left semen or body fluids you would definitely be caught someday and i think that's where some of these serial killers from the 80s just kind of stopped they were just like uh it's probably getting too dangerous mm-hmm. i got him anyway I don't think they were anticipating the cold case units. Yeah, so uh, these other ones here, I'm going to go through a, another small list. It's about a list of 12 people that are possible victims, but he he didn't plead guilty to these. Um, but they think that they are him, except for a couple. Um just because of the timeline and the age of these people. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll start with the first one. And me, uh, Mina Adjashef, 35 years old. She disappeared July 7th, 1982. And she was found in 1984. Uh, Ridgeway denies this one uh, because of her age and during the time. I guess maybe like towards the end, he killed older women, those couple. But at the beginning, they were all young that he didn't. Uh, so he says that he didn't kill this. One. I see. Okay. Um, uh, Cassie Ann Lee, 16. She disappeared August 28th, 1982. <clears throat> uh, she has not been found. Uh, Tammy Lyle, 16. She disappeared June 9th, 1983. She was found April 1985 in Tulatin, Oregon. Were they so, murdered? Were they murdered the same though? Yeah, as far as I know, all of them match. Uh, all of them, I think, match, and that's why they think that they're possible victims. Um, and then plus, there's I think they're all. Uh, I think a lot of these ones maybe might be like a skeletal find too. I see. Mm. 
Uh, it's not really like uh, I think they can't really tie them to them because they don't know like if they were actual like uh, strangulations or anything. And a few of them are not. Uh, some of them haven't even been found. So we're going basically uh, based on when they were reported missing. And I think that the ones that have been found were maybe uh, too far like decomposed. And since he didn't plead guilty to any of them, they can't really tie him to any of them, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. he didn't plead. He didn't say he didn't say he pleaded guilty or anything. And with no body, you know, you can't really charge him with anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tammy Lyles, I think uh, I think some of the ones that are in Oregon, there's a couple here. Um, I think they just found like maybe a skull, you know, uh, they didn't find a whole body. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, uh, Kelly McGinnis, I, I know I mentioned her. Uh, she went disappearing uh, June 28th, 1983, and she has not been found. That's one of the ones where uh, he thought he led detectives to the body, but he uh, it was one of the ones that looked like another one, but uh, he wasn't ever charged, really. Even though he was seen with her, he can't be charged because there's no body with that one, so... Uh, Angela Gerdner, 16, she disappeared July 1983. She was found also in Tulatin, Oregon in 1985. Uh, probably just the skull, like I said. Um, Patricia Osborne, 19, she disappeared October 20th, 1983. She has not been found. Christy Vorak, 13 years old, she disappeared October 31st, 1982. She has not been found. Patricia LeBlanc, 15. She disappeared August 12th, 1983. Still has not been found. There's a Rosemary Coran, 16. She disappeared August 26th, 1987. She was found August 31st, 1987. And I believe this one, they actually ruled him out as a suspect. So that's just, yeah, that might have been someone else or just, uh, cause that's actually later too. That was 87, but, uh, I would think they'd have to be other ones up there cause there has been an awful lot of serial killers up in the Pacific Northwest. And yeah. I think you had sent me a link or two, uh, in the, in the past to our page or to my, my page about, uh, them finding bodies up in the uh, mountains in or in and around Seattle. So, I'm pretty sure there was either a copycat or because I think the way you've described Ridgeway tonight, like he's a guy that's narcissist that would probably claim those. If yeah, they yeah, exactly. It will. And then if they find them, you know, I don't know if they stopped taking them out because mm -hmm. I think he led them to several of the people, but maybe they're all in the same area and he led them there, but they just didn't find anything. Who knows? I mean, if there's no body, he's not gonna, he's not gonna plead, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. He's only he's only pleaded guilty to that they have found basically. Okay. So I think I do think that there is still that task force. You'd have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure the last time I looked that up, it's still out there. Damn. They're still wow. they're still kind of searching for these people, you know. And it makes sense. They're trying to get closure for these families more than anything. Yeah, and since he's still alive, yeah, you know, they want to get these this whole list that I'm reading. They want to get them, you know, found. Mm -hmm. um, Darcy Ward, 16, she disappeared April 24th, 1990, not been found. And this last one, Cora McGurk. This one's actually kind of interesting. Uh, Cora McGurk, 22, she disappeared July 12th, 1991. And she has not been found. And she's the mother of a Martell Webster. He used to be a basketball player. I don't know if you guys remember him or not. Wasn't like a superstar, but it was more like a, you know, just a role guy, you know. He was actually kind of good, but. uh, What era did he play in? 
he's in the 90s uh martel webster he was only four years old when, uh when his mom went missing um i think he played for sacramento kings for some years maybe the washington bullets uh I think he was playing around the time, maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look that up. I'm on it. But uh, yeah, Mark yeah, Elway. Uh... Oh yeah, he, he he did play on the on the Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards. Uh, maybe Sacramento. I don't really remember. Portland, Minnesota, and Washington. Portland, Minnesota, and Washington. All right. When was he drafted? Uh, 2005. Oh, mm-hmm. so that's yeah, around Rashid Wallace time. Mm-hmm. Was he was he playing with Rashid in Washington? Uh, let me see. Because Rashid in that time, he was, at that time Rashid was playing for the uh, Pistons. Nah, he was he was uh the Bradley Bill one when Bradley Bill came in. Yeah, Amika Okafor. Oh. Guys like that. John Wall was still on the team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, shows you how much I don't really watch basketball anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like we could cut it. We're, we're done. I'll, I'll talk about, (laughs) but that's the story. Basically, man, he's still, he's still in Walla Walla prison. Uh, He's serving his sentence with no parole. Um, I don't know his age now. It's got to be close to 70. He's still terrible. If he was born in 1949, how old is he now? He's in his 70s probably. 72. 72. 72. 72 and just rotting it up in prison. And I guess maybe they still, I don't really know. Um, uh, I'm guessing they still probably interview him and stuff like that. They're trying to find these other victims, but I'm pretty sure I haven't heard any news about him in a long time in a bit. So, um, yeah, who knows? Freaking bastard, man. Yeah. So 49 and then, uh, because it was for it was forty eight the original, but it's now forty nine because mm-hmm. they did bring them in for another one that they found. Oh, okay. So I think I think as they find victims, he might you know. Well, he's damn he's damn lucky to be alive because he should have been executed a long time ago. Because mm-hmm. uh, he cut that deal and everything. But I do know one thing about Ridgeway is he eventually did meet. Um, What's his What's his name? Ted Bundy. They did actually meet. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think they wanted Ted Bundy to get inside his head and stuff. So, huh? Interesting. Because Bundy was That's a Bundy was a genius at you know just a diabolical genius. But they they wanted Bundy to see if they can get to to Ridgeway to tell more about the bodies. Because I think this was pre uh, deal that he made. You know, pre court and all that. They wanted. They basically let Bundy interrogate him. And then they wound up being friends. Like Bundy wound up writing him a lot. So Well, of course. Whoa, whoa. Oh, writing him. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you went a little Got too it. far there, Matt. Not <laughs> writing. A little too far. Not Got writing. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. What a sicko, man. What a sicko. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That is part three of the Green River Killer. Part two. Brought to you. Part two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Part two. Sorry (laughs) about that. That was part two of the Green River Killer brought to you by our special guest, Jeff. Uh, We thank you so much, Jeff, for for, uh, dropping some knowledge on us about that case. And you're from Washington, correct, Jeff? He's in Washington. Well, I, you're in Washington. I'm sorry. Yeah, I live you're here in Washington. I'm from California. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to close it off. But before we do, we want to let you guys know where you can find us. 
you can go to our website. I mean, I'm not not website, but go to Instagram and Facebook and type in the Grinding True Crime, and you can find us there. Follow us, leave us a like, send us a comment, and we'll respond back. You can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Anchors, iTunes, and Pandora from your podcast stream. Or if you're from the outside country, you can listen to us on Podchaser, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. And also, go to redbubble.com and you can uh, purchase some merchandise. Just type in Todd Fox 80 and there you can find some uh, cool Grinding to Crime uh, things that you can buy. Also, leave us a five-star liking. We will greatly appreciate it. It boosts us up and it makes us produce more crime podcasts so you guys can listen to us. So, with that all being said, this is uh, Maddie Matt signing off with our narrator for this week. Uh, Jeff, and thank you for having me. You got it. Thank you, Jeff. And the other host of the show? Todd Fox. We are signing out. Y'all come back now, you here? <laughs>